Hi, welcome uh, to another episode of Sunday School at Modern Mystic Shop. My name is Kirsten. I'm very excited for class today for lots of reasons. It has been such a wonderful thing to be able to bring Jen West, our teacher today, onto the platform. Jen is a writer, director, creative, tarot reader, endlessly magical human being who's going to talk to us today about how to use our thinking as a part of our magic, as a part of our manifestation. So it's a great topic. It's a great speaker. Like I said, I'm really excited that Jen is here today um, because she is just so tapped in, so creative. She has been doing some great work on her platform, The Realm Tarot. I am loving your monthly tarot scopes for the different sign. So you're doing some great work. Thank you for being here. So if everyone would please welcome Jen West to Sunday School. Hi, everybody. I'm really excited to be doing this today and to see some familiar faces. I've always been a fan of this podcast, so when Kirsten asked me, I was like, yes! Today, we're going to be talking about my favorite topic, magical thinking. And I'm sure all of you have heard the term in your life before. I'm going to go ahead and pull up some things here. So when I first heard the phrase magical thinking, I was told that uh, by a therapist in my early 20s, in a, in, and it was used in a way that um, was not helpful and made me feel like it was a judgmental term um, and that I was being labeled and then it was, it was not a good thing or healthy thing to do in my life. And we'll get to that more in a minute, but um, I think a lot of you, maybe, maybe not all, uh, are here somewhat in the Southeast, and if you're not, you probably can still relate to being a little different if you're interested in this kind of, uh, you know, these kinds of practices of being a mystic, of, of thinking differently about spirituality. Um, growing up in a rural area was probably very challenging for a lot of you and made you feel like, Perhaps that you were, you know, different in some way or evil or uh, an outcast even and or are afraid to express what you truly connected with or were just even afraid to be inside of your own brain and um, explore the possibilities of this lifetime. Um, and I grew up Catholic in the deep south, Alabama. Uh, and these things were definitely not talked about. Um, and, uh, even though my, my family, I feel like were open-minded for the most part, it still felt like I didn't have a community really until recently. Um, and through reading at Modern Mystic, I, most of the people that I read for more than once also express that they don't feel comfortable still to this day, no matter their age, talking about tarot in public or talking about crystals uh, for fear of, of judgment. Um, and so growing up in the Deep South, I first came across tarot when I was 16 by a friend who was a really exceptional reader. Uh, she was definitely an exception to the rule of where we were. And... Anyway, that was my first introduction to this world and of magical thinking. And, and then in my early 20s, I started to have some challenges with something I've had my whole life, 
which is, you know, a case of, of, of OCD. Um, and for those that are familiar with what that really is, is sometimes having thoughts that are, are um, like in cycles and that are hard to stop and are unrealistic sometimes. And that's true, but you also recognize them as not true, but you have to reverse them. And honestly, that was kind of a backwards, backward in way of me getting into like superstition, um, which was a backdoor to astrology uh, of understanding luck, of understanding um, all of these very fascinating things that once I was able to, to detach from each other, what was my mental illness or whatever you want to call it, um, versus the freedom of thought and of spirituality um, was so like mind blowing and powerful. So I thank my OCD for that. It almost gave me my first real uh, view and perspective of being different. Um, and over the years, you know, as hopefully it becomes even more so uh, normalized for mental health, we um, begin to understand that maybe sometimes different ways of thinking, even if it is due to a, a chemical disorder or whatever in our brains, that there's still validity and truth in some of those ways of approach. Um, so going back here real quick. Uh, so I, I became a professional tarot reader. Um, well, I've read for forever since I was a late teenager. I started working at Modern Mystic um in 2018 which was so weird when i was doing that today that math um and since i've been there i've done over a thousand readings which i'm sure most readers have there because it's a busy place and there are a lot of people who are tapped into that community and it's been a great resource for me to further explore how people think and how people are breaking out of the mold of what you're allowed to consider for yourself in this in this lifetime so uh, just to backtrack one more time, um, tarot aside, I invented a game in my early 20s that I still play with everybody that I know for the most part called the future game. And, um, and mostly, you know, because I'm endlessly fascinated with the future and of knowing the future, that is something I'm not afraid of, of, uh, of saying and admitting. Um, but the future game is where you predict three things in the future for someone else and they do the same thing for you. And it is as simple and as clean as that. There are no tools, there's no tarot, there's no nothing. And you just get to say whatever you want in a positive way, constructive way, not in a scary way. That is a, that is just a known rule. Um, and it is crazy how good people are at that game who have never once in their life tried to do anything like that and honestly it's the people who think that they can't do it the most who are the best at it um and all that is is intuition and think about how Better, much better you can be the more you exercise that and the more you do it. And so I literally spent, I'm not kidding, 10 years playing that game all the freaking time, 
just so I could get my own future games because I love to get my own future games. <laughs> but I love giving them too, and I love giving them very detailed. And they're, you know, they're not always right, but you know what? A lot of the time they are, and it allowed me to zone in on a person who is sitting in front of me and pick up on their energy, make some um, estimates on their goals and the way they think and what they want. And honestly, future game too shows the person that you're talking to what's possible for them and what is uh, in their realm of potential, uh, if that makes sense. So, because we can see other people more clearly most of the time than we can see ourselves. And you'll hear that a million times with tarot. Oh, I can, I can't read for myself. Reading for myself is the hardest thing I can, but I found when I read for other people that they say that I do a good job and that I saw something or I said something that really resonated. Uh, and I think that's the magic behind it. Um, uh, hold on one second here. So that kind of, uh, magical thinking really uh, broke down some categorical ways of me for dissecting how and what magical thinking actually is. So it's imagination, first and foremost. I mean, we all have an imagination. We all could think outside of what we know as reality and what could be possible. We all can do that. Um, some of us have a more direct connection to our right brain uh, as compared to our left brain. But as you'll see in a minute, I've even broken that down to um, different ways people approach magical thinking and how that works for them. Um, luck is superstition. Uh, and while those can be have a degree of, of you know, being un unhealthy, I still think are magic and can be real and thoughts become things and so we'll talk about that too uh, and I think what really starts to hone down the ability for somebody to be a good uh, digester digester of information about somebody sitting in front of them is fantasy filtration uh, mixed with uh, a good dose of the rules of reality because we all live in uh, a place that has structure, rules, um, ways that we do have to do things um, and our bodies are based, you know, how we take care of them. There is science there. Uh, so that, that then unfolds a spectrum of magical thinking that we're going to talk about today. So I know a lot of you here already are magical thinkers. Um, and I would even go as far to say that some atheists uh, are magical thinkers. Um, that atheism is a form of magical thinking. Any sort of belief system of how we think we enter and leave these physical bodies, we really don't know. Nobody knows the answer to that. Um, so when you're thinking about what's spiritually possible for you, 
in this lifetime, like the realms of accessibility with magic, uh, you know, doing rituals. Uh, do you, if you ever consider what your purpose here on earth is, um, if there's a soul's journey, uh, what happens to us before we come here, after we leave here, you know, and here's a really common one that a lot of people can't dispute, uh, is even the most like critical science thinkers, which I, we should all be, um, still feel like when we've had a soul connection to somebody who has passed, uh, a loved one, that they still feel like they're here, that they're around, that they have a connection to them. And I think that that's probably one of the most relatable abstract thoughts on magical thinking that there is. Most people feel that they're still with us. They don't know how or why, but they are. And I believe that myself. So if these kinds of thoughts crossed your mind about existence, your purpose, then surprise, you're, you're a magical thinker. Um, do you have to be, are there rules with being a mystic, if that's what you want to call it, um, what people call woo-woo or, you know, being a witch even? These are all just like terms that you don't even have to use. Uh, and there are, in my opinion, so there would be people who may disagree, especially with the witch term, um, rules that you have to follow. Uh, I think that you get to define whatever it is that works for yourself. Uh, sometimes I do think it's helpful to know the rules of whatever it is that you're trying to learn, just so you can break them. Um, I just told that to somebody the other day who was learning tarot. I was like, yeah. It's probably helpful to learn some spreads, some small ones, some large ones. But then guess what? You can do whatever you want after that. You can put the whole deck of cards down on, in a big square or a circle and read it by section of how colors move or how the numbers work. And like, there are no literal rules to what you're allowed to imagine and allowed to practice. Um, as long as you're keeping your own well-being and the well-being of the person that you're practicing with at the forefront of your work. Um, so I do have a breakdown, an interesting breakdown of what I think are types of readers and mystics. And um, Biddy Tarot actually just did something like this that was pretty similar, and y'all should look that up later. She has a type, a type of reader quiz that's out that you might be interested in looking at, especially if you're into tarot. But who was I, it? I'm sorry. Who did you say? Uh, Biddy Tarot. Thank you. Yeah, she's she's great. She's got a lot of uh, a ton of resources for learning, especially if you're new that are free, and there's a huge community there. Um, so I had actually done this like crazy enough, like a few weeks before she came out with that. And they're, and they're pretty similar. Um, hers. Yeah, you'll see, but it's not rocket science. So the types of magical thinkers, uh, basically what are the tools that you are using to tap into your intuition, 
or mystical abilities, right? And I kind of found that they break down by uh, almost the suits of the tarot itself. Uh, the intuitive, which is very wands, fire, uh, psychic, uh, people who rely on psychic ability, cups. Uh, those who are coaches, structure-oriented pentacles. Um, those who are critical thinkers, uh, data-based swords. So to go through those, um, and I think you, of course, can mix match and be a percentage of one and a percentage of the other. But I did want to talk about these because I think that you don't have to be you can just be one of these things. You don't have to be all of them, but you might introduce another element at some point if you feel like you need to be challenged or if you want to up your game of what you're practicing. But as the most basic, uh, wands, the intuitive. Um, and intuition is what I was talking about with the future game. Literally just going off of your gut feeling based on somebody's current actions and drive and goals where they might be in six months or a month um, and telling them that uh, and maybe putting a spin on it that's a little bit unexpected that's that's me or that's you drawing on your inherent gift of intuition that I believe that we all have it's just a matter of believing in it um, and learning how to trust it and and, and also people like empaths fall in this category, sensitives. Uh, you could talk forever about intuition, and we will come back to this for sure. Um, there are people, I believe, who are actually psychic or have psychic gifts. Uh, and I think it's such a fun thing to talk about. Um, do I think I'm psychic? I don't like I hear some people who I think are truly psychic talk um, some of which are on this call today that I, that I will not name names of uh, that I, they've had experiences that I've never had and my friend that first taught me tarot when I was 16 I believe 100% that she could she literally could see energies and point them out and tell me about them, um, which are basically spirits or other kinds of things, you know, that exist in another realm that are around us. Uh, there are people, um, if you're not familiar, you should research the clairs, which are different ways of accessing your senses to things that are around us, um, information basically that can tell a story that could tell the future that you could receive a message from. Um, but, I be, I, but I truly think that being psychic is a fairly rare skill. And I don't think that you should expect that in your practice if you don't feel like it's there. And, but I also want you to know that what your gift is is still extremely valuable, um, and specifically you. And that you can sense and be intuitive without being able to see a ghost or see a ghost or hear a ghost or smell a certain thing that's not there. You know what I'm saying? Um, and I think we have a lot to learn from true authentic psychics. However, I also think that there are a lot of people out there 
who say they are psychic and are not. So I would definitely always uh, have like a, a approach with caution kind of um, attitude if you're going to get insight from somebody who says you say that they are psychic. Uh, and, and then go through your own process with that of what you need to, to like understand where they're coming from with them believing that they are. Um, but for myself, I think that there truly are psychic people, but they are very few and far between and they are not going to charge you a thousand dollars to like do something and make you come back over and over. And those are huge red warning flags. Um, uh, so going over now to, which I think are equally as fascinating, um, especially the swords, we'll do that last, uh, the pentacles, the structure oriented reader or mystic who is kind of coach like in their delivery and frame and way of thought. Um, they like to do the how to's, they like to have the steps, um, and these types of mystics and readers can be uh, sometimes good or bad. They can kind of label things a little quickly or be a little, uh, use judgment a little too much on the situation or the person. Therefore, might come across as harsh. But I do think that there is a practicality to this type of mystic and magical thinking. Um, that is executable, um, that lets somebody who may not have the gifts that they have know the way and, and the steps to do something they otherwise may not be able to do or be able to see for themselves. So there's definitely a place for that kind of reader and mystic. Um, the critical thinkers, the swords, swords or air, um, I think are the most fascinating, probably because I am not one at all, <laughs> even though I am an Aquarius and a Libra moon. Um, when I say critical thinkers, I mean like people who use data, information, numbers, like very literal type uh, things that they base decisions and uh, structures on. And I think and a lot of a lot of that can be found in numerology and astrology. People who are able to uh, have that math and science component. And quite frankly, like I think that those kinds of people, those big thinkers, will be our connectors in the end to understanding our soul's journey, um, both inside and outside of this lifetime. Um, and when I said earlier, you have to know the rules in order to break them. These are the rule discoverers. Uh, and so to have so much knowledge and information, and then to even think if somebody had an equal degree of, of intuition or even psychic ability, what they could discover or, or make us think about that we've never thought of before. Um, and you know, a common argument or a common thing that, uh, people who do not believe in this kind of stuff will say, um, magical thinking will say that, how does this coexist with, with science? Um, I 100% believe in science. I, uh, 
everything. Like I, what that is to me, a basis, a foundation, a structure of which my magical thinking can now think can like sprout out from. Um, and I think that's important. Uh, it comes back to having one foot on mother earth and one foot, you know, wherever in the clouds, uh, that you're rooted in some way. Um, but I always ask, well, don't scientists dream. They have ambitions and goals. They have things that are now considered impossible that may not be by the time they're done doing their work and their research. And, um, and I think that spirituality and science are, especially in this age of Aquarius, are just going to keep doing this, especially as we reach out farther, know what more is out there, um, as our communication expands, you know, and two, uh, the question is also asked, can magical thinking go too far? I mean, yeah, I think I, I think I, in my 20s, early, early 20s, I think I was a pretty good example of that because um, it was just introduced to me. It was so new and I was so excited about it. And I was also still understanding what my particular form of OCD was. So I had to go through some trial and error with that. You know, I went to see some people during college that were um, self-proclaimed psychics because I was so fascinated with what they were doing in their work and they all used cards and I was always very interested in cards and that also was like a familiar thing for me to identify with and I definitely got taken advantage of more than once um, and I also had to learn that what somebody says about the future is just one possible outcome that can manifest and take place. So for example, doing tarot, as some of you may know, tarot is unfolding a path that we are currently on. And if we stay this course is likely to happen. Um, so therefore you have personal choice and power still moving forward now knowing maybe some insight I want to avoid this I might go this direction or I might pivot or I may go even more harder or full steam ahead because I know that there's some good karmic energy here and I'm getting some momentum um, so all that to say is somebody may be accurate and not accurate all at the same time so I had to learn that and in the end fall back on what I know for myself to be true and I take those gifts of insight as as just that gifts um, I can use them or not uh, and there is some so sort of learning there if nothing else for perception from somebody else's point of view um, yeah, so magical thinking can go too far if you put all of your eggs in a basket and fully trust 100% what somebody is telling you. Thoughts become things. We can manifest our future. Uh, we can also change our future. Um, we have that power within us to do that. Uh, and so there, you know, whenever I'm re receiving a reading, and I get readings every now and then from a few trusted resources, uh, 
I just enjoy every second of it because I feel like they're giving me, giving me something that's a piece of themselves and it feels so positive and wonderful and light. Uh, and then as I move forward, I filter it through my own reality. So, you know, the main thing I want y'all to get out of this today is that please don't have shame in your magical thinking. And we're gonna talk, we have more to talk about here, but I'm gonna, I just wanna hit it here and hit it again at the end. Um, I would love to erase what we've all been coached to believe growing up, most of us have been coached to believe growing up that we can't be free thinkers about spirituality, um, that there's a negative shadow over thinking of possibilities and potential, uh, that non-conforming behaviors are dangerous. And that's just simply not true. In fact, it's a great resource for creativity, artistry, understanding of humanity. Um, and we all do it. There's nobody who does it. Religion, with all respect, is magical thinking. Um, it is a form of, it is a, it is a belief system uh, that some people adopt because they feel connected to it. And I think that that's fine as long as they don't push that on somebody else and let somebody else have their own system and their own uh, insights. So uh, moving into what can we do with magical thinking? Um, and, and I think that there is an inward and an outward way of of, of, of approaching that question. Um, you can, well, first off, looking inward, the healing, healing with magical thinking. Um, how do we better ourselves? Uh, the, some of the more positive things that I like are manifesting, calling to ourselves. If we can't see it or think it, then it's not ever gonna happen. So it's very much like the world card imagining your life without boundaries and restrictions. If you could do and be anything, what would that be? Um, and if you can't answer that question, then it's never gonna happen. Uh, and that is magical thinking for the self. Vision boards, uh, channeling people that you feel like are doing something right and trying to have a piece of that energy for yourself. Um, positive thinking, which we all have trouble with. I mean, especially when times are scary, it's like, you know, how do we remain positive? How do we have things to look forward to? And how do we shape that now? Um, but I think that's all a part of the challenge of the time that we're in. We will all come out of this through magical thinking, hopefully improved and better if we take it on the challenge, take on this challenge in the right way. Um, as far as helping others through magical thinking, uh, I find for me that I love tarot. Um, tarot, for me, and I can't even really explain it, like it feels, maybe because I do trust it and I don't let 
what if sneak in tool the uh the tarot as a tool for me is just so lovely and um what's the word i'm looking for it inspires ideas and thoughts i may not have had otherwise for the person and it expands things that i feel like their energy their higher selves their spirit guides are trying to help them see um and I will then do my best to try to translate that, communicate that. And even if you didn't believe that that was a real thing, um, what a cool, creative exercise um, that allows two human beings in physical bodies to have a conversation that they would probably never have otherwise. Um, and I think that that, even if the, the outside forces thing, which I believe is real, didn't exist, that there is something so cool about that, um, and is magical thinking. So for me, uh, and I have, a, I have probably five or 10 more minutes to go that we can have a conversation if y'all want, or if y'all have questions, I haven't even checked the have it. Hi, hi, Sherry. You just saw the comments. Um, we can talk about things that are experiences that y'all had with people um, in judgment and uh, around what you wish to do or hope to do and how to form community so that you can explore and tap into that more. Uh, but the book, my last section here is, you know, how can magical thinking be applied to what we do uh, in our day-to-day -day lives. And this is kind of a no-brainer if you're a creative. Like I, for example, write, um, and I do a lot of things, but writing in particular calls on my imagination and calls on the experiences that I've had through my specific work in tarot and the people that I've encountered, um, which I would have never had otherwise. So I basically, I feel like I live my whole life in a realm of magical thinking. Um, even watching TV, we're engaged with another time and place or world that, that is not our, not our own. Uh, so with your creative writing, poems, short stories, novels, journaling, writing, I'm sorry, drawing, painting, uh, even exercise and movement, you know, feels like you're shifting something around your body um, that can feel very therapeutic and empowering. Uh, but even on the more left brain side, which I know some of you, Sherry in particular, do like very much deal with numbers and um, data and systems. And then like the magical thinking there almost makes me more excited than the things that are so obvious as an, art or, as an artist or, create, or creator. Um, because you are literally building systems 
that will create worlds one day um, that we will all maybe live inside or that we will live with. And that these things are just changing and growing every single day. Uh, and I want to leave y'all with this uh, little section here. Um, the fuzzy borders between societal expectations and the ability to practice our own uniqueness in the spiritual space is certainly shifting. Personal belief systems are incredibly valuable. And they don't interfere with the way of life for others, especially those based on love, kindness, and an open mind. We need more people inclined to boldly propose new theorems, theories, to feel comfortable with talking about all life possibilities in public, uh, to share and to openly receive new ideas. Basically, there's a call for the, to those who feel like they can be brave enough to normalize uh, spirituality outside of, for me, you know, organized religion. But I will also say that there are plenty of people who do have an organized religion that they participate in, you are also incredible mystics and empaths and intuitives. I'm not saying you can't do this kind of work and also be religious, um, but I am calling on those who don't have an easy definition for who they are, or what they do, to be more vocal about it uh, and share, share some of your work. So, do any of you have any questions about anything or anything that y'all want to talk about today? And also, Hex the Patriarchy? <laughs> One thing I'm curious about, I would love to hear from people um, what you identify as most in the categories that have been laid out for us. So whether it's the intuitive, that creative wand energy, whether it's that psychic cup energy, um, the pentacle practical coaching or the um swords which are that like analytical mind um you can put it in the chat box or you can hop on i'm curious if anybody resonates really deeply um with those and sort of what you think i'm it's interesting i've never thought about it that way i love that line of thinking jen um and I'm like even trying to dissect like what is it, um, what is the filter that I use for those and when do I use different ones? Uh, Wendy says that it's wands for me. They tend to come up in my readings. Yeah, she's Aries too, through and through. Intuitive and analytical. I love that. I think that's so fascinating. I can't wait for like the new generation of mystics to come out who are like super math and science oriented and just to hear what their ideas are. I feel like we're just now getting there with that in some ways. Mm -hmm. Hi, Lisa! Yay! Uh, I mean, for me, I think I'm intuitive, uh, for sure, wands, and I don't think I have much coach energy. Like I see a lot of coaching and a lot of other readers. I feel like that's a pretty common trait actually. And I like that. I mean, cause it is kind of from a, uh, self-help kind of angle. Uh, 
but I, I feel like right now I'm on an intuitive, uh, wishful thinking, psychic, and um, maybe some analytical. What about you, Georgie? Um, I was thinking about, like, I think I like three of them, right? Like, I think I'm feeling like I like the numbers and I'm just really appreciative of how it's kind of laid out as a toolkit or even like a, um, a fingerprint or like a, a natal chart. Like, you know, my chart has kind of these transits or placements heavy in it. And that's kind of how I'm feeling about the intuitive style and the magical thinking style. It's like, well, I kind of tend to be to have psychic in this area and then appreciating the numbers and the more pentacles side of things here and in these circumstances. So that's kind of my vision right now about all that. I like it. Thanks, Jen. Oh, thanks. Yeah. I've been working on some of this stuff for a while um, and I still am refining what my own thoughts are around these categories and, you know, and, and Bridget, uh, Bridget uh, Biddy Tarot, you know, I think she did a really good job at categorizing some of those things. But I think you can go super in-depth with, with it. Um, it can almost become its own personality test in a way, you know? Because I don't think there's anybody on this earth who doesn't have something from one of these categories. You know, if they would just allow themselves to entertain the thought. And like I said before, those are sometimes the most interesting people to get a future game from or, or a, any kind of insight from. It's very practical. That practical reading is, can sometimes be like, whoa, mind-blowing. So uh, the people here, how many of y'all are interested in tarot or do y'all have another form that uh, a tool that you use or are you interested just in general to find something? I think I froze up. Future games are legit. <laughs> um, I, you know what, before we go, I think I'm going to do a future game on somebody here. But it had, are y'all, are y'all interested in that? I'm sorry if the internet's kind of wonky. I hope, I hope I've been coming through okay. No, you're good. I was thinking the same thing that I would love to see a live future game. Yes. That would be so um, active thing to do. Who, so first come first serve. Who wants it? Gigi. Where is Gigi? Say hi. Hello. Hello. Hi. Can you hear me? Yes. Um, all right. Okay. I'm going to do one for Gigi and, uh, maybe we can figure out a way to do, a community later we all can do them for each other or just do it with wherever you want um, so Gigi mm. I'm gonna ask you a few things because for me it is important to hear somebody's voice uh, maybe even more so than their face to connect with them um, and for me I don't think there's any shame in asking for information to better understand a person and their life path and what they're up to um, nobody Anybody who is, who is educated in this space should know that you're not literally like a psychic, right? Um, but you are using your spiritual gifts to help somebody else. So Gigi, do you mind telling um, me and everybody else just a few things about yourself and your life right now, what you've been feeling? Just, just super brief. 
Cool. All right. Um, so as of right now, I am currently going through another career change after changing for the third time in my life of being a massage therapist because I don't believe right now it's for me at this point in time. Uh, I have an autoimmune illness of lupus that has just become activated recently. So I'm a little wary about that at the moment, but I am still very optimistic about a lot of things going on in my life because I've just gotten back into reaching into my roots, being an artist, as a vocalist, as a dancer, and trying to get that going. Um, really reaching into my spirituality as of right now, been getting a lot of signs, symbolism from, you know, uh, uh, animals and synchronicities and seeing certain signs of possibly meeting my twin flame. So I'm just really excited about what the future holds. I'm just trying to be patient. So, yeah. yeah. That, that's great. And I, I wonder what y'all will have to say, but I want y'all to sit with that for a minute. When y'all heard her speak about those things, it's like, what, what did you, don't, you don't have to say, but what did you feel? And what did you hope for her? Um, what did you see for her when you look into the future? Um, so, and I didn't even realize this. This is so weird. Uh, but, my grandmother died in January, who I was super close with, and I only brought up one object with me today to uh, do this talk. And it was my grandmother's ring, and I called her Gigi. And I didn't even think about that when I, when I saw your name. When you, I think you were the first one to even pop up. So anyway, that's special to me. Um, so I felt, so for me, I like to look out six months. Uh, I feel like that's in the realm of possibility without too much uh, things coming in, like too many um, choices coming in into uh, the path, uh, too many branches breaking off. So what I, what I was really feeling for you is in the fall, I'm not too familiar with uh, lupus. So I'm sorry that you're dealing with that, but I am feeling for you like this freedom and this lightness of the body. Um, you mentioned the dancing and I felt a, a, such a connection to that for you, just body movement, but also being outside. Um, and I don't know if you are the kind to camp or to do things in remote locations, but I feel like you could do a lot of really, uh, spiritual work in, in, the, in the great outdoors and in, in particular maybe even places that you've never been before I see you somewhere new the air is cool outside um, and you're doing some sort of practice and ritual and I just feel like you're so connected to your body and that you feel better like I feel like that you feel better um, and in regards, and I know that's kind of abstract, but I just had such a visual of that for you. And it was almost felt very solo, like you did this on your own. Um, and in regards to the twin flame, I felt a connection to that. And I have mixed feelings about that phrase, twin flame. That's for a whole other day. But um, 
but I, what I what I interpreted that to mean from you was a significant relationship that's intimate that you feel like um, is a part of this lifetime for you, and then maybe they aren't here yet. Um, I resonate with that. I feel something for you in regards to seeing or discovering something about them in the spring. Um, I feel like we come out of the cold season and the sun's back out and it's warmer. And I feel like you know something a little bit different at that time. Um, and if they're not already here, they're coming and your path is like, you're getting closer, closer to that, that person that I feel like you already know is on the way. Um, and with twin flames, you know, maybe you were thinking just your other half, um, but most people do think about it in a romantic way. Uh, so if that's what you were thinking, I feel that for you for sure. 2021 really stands out. And I know sometimes that feels far away when it's longer than six months out, but time flies by, you know, and also live your life between now and then. Don't hold your breath and Feel like they're going to be the answer to all of your things but i do feel your connection i do feel like there's a synchronization with another person coming um i do feel like there is an exploration of your outward uh, creativity that i feel like not only makes you feel better but um something about that too in the realization of other people and seeing that in others may be a form of money or income um for you too does anybody else see anything for Gigi that they want to say and you and don't worry about you being right or wrong just say it i'm gonna need one person to do it just one other person i can see something um in a combinations of that movement and body with the lupus for the for for betterment of how to help people cope in current situations in the future. I think that she seems like a beautiful conduit for something like that. I like that. Gigi, do you have anything you wanna say? Anything else you wanna ask while we all got you dialed in? I mean, I can't really think of much anything else because I mean, my only conflicting thoughts that I still kind of have are regards to my current position of changing out of another career because um, I work at a place that they have me on leave, but at the same time, they still want me to come back and being in a, in, in Georgia, I'm just like, um, I don't feel like it's going to be safe for me. <laughs> so thinking uh, into going back into the arts, you know, it's a little scary because I'm, I'm kind of, I don't know, I'm trying to figure out how a way to make that my thing so that I'm not, I don't know, so that I don't feel like I'm going to be financially stressed while doing so. <laughs> I mean, I do feel like, uh, personally, I did draw a card on this. Like, I do feel, just to confirm what I was feeling, and I do feel like there's a little bit of limbo land that you're going to be in in a minute about that. Um, it doesn't feel like it's going to be resolved like tomorrow. But I do think that there's still a purpose for you, if not in that organization, then an organization that's very similar, um, that you have a lot to offer by way of being a thought leader, um, being a pioneer in that space. Uh, but I just don't, I don't really feel like 
I just feel like there's still something there for you at that place. I do. I just feel like that there's still a gift there. Um, and there's still an expressive exchange to happen with you and whatever your purpose is there to do. Um, but I also feel like just from an intuitive standpoint that we're all in a very stressful time and you probably will stay in that zone because we don't know how, what any, what, how anything is turning out right now. Everything's such limbo land. Um, but I also feel like you're going to be okay. And I feel like you're going to not be, you're going to have, you're not going to be, um, I don't think you're going to be in a compromised money situation. I feel like you're going to be able to bridge that in my opinion. Okay, because I'm, I'm, I'm trying to be safe during this time, and I've, just, I've been self-quarantined for months, so. Good and, for you. Yeah. And going back out there is scary for me, to me. Yeah, keep yourself safe. I don't feel like that's going to jeopardize your opportunity there for some reason. I just feel like if you just do what you need to do for you, I feel like you're protected there. Mm -hmm. Don't expose yourself if you don't want to. Right. Um, what's super fascinating about this? So, so something that's super fascinating about this, I know Gigi from through the program, um, but we are also connected on Facebook. Gigi, can you tell us about what you host regularly, virtually? <laughs> um, I host a virtual dance fitness class and. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah, want to say I it. <laughs> yeah, so Gigi, tell us how people can find you, anyone here today or listening on the podcast, because Jen, I mean, you nailed it. Like I already knew that she had this focus in dance and fitness and, and wellness is really the energy read that I get from it. And Lauren, you picked up on that too, this merging of like how to use movement and dance to help support people through things like lupus or autoimmune um, diseases. Uh, so Gigi, how can people connect with you um, to take your online virtual dance class? Sure. Um, I actually mainly advertise through Facebook. So you can find me um, on my Facebook name, which is Jillian, G-I-L-L-I-A-N Nelson. And um, I'm going to start, not yet, but I'm going to start doing um, advertisements on Instagram. My Instagram handle is Jillpop, G-I-L-L-P-O-P. So uh, you can find me through both of those um, on Facebook or Instagram. So dope. Thank you. Yeah. So you name. <laughs> oh, thanks. Well, th thank you all. I'll let Kirsten take it from here, but this was super fun. And I really appreciate all of you, you know, coming and uh, contributing just by being present. Yeah, that was a great class. That's a lot to think about. I love your categories. I also love the whole time that you were talking, um, I kept thinking about magical realism. Um, you know, I studied literature throughout my whole life and just have a, a huge connection to the written word. And so literally what you're talking about to me is just magical realism, you know, taking the modern day world, depicting it in this unique way, but also injecting all these elements of magic that are around us all the time. Um, so thank you for that. Uh, everyone here got a little preview too of the work that Jen does. Um, can you tell us how we can work with you if we want to get support through tarot readings, uh, just to get a little bit more of your magical thinking um, into our own lives? Let us know how we can work with you. 
Oh, thanks. Um, well, I, I do virtual tarot with Modern Mystic every Wednesday and Thursday from 4 to 9 Eastern Time. And I post uh, Tarot by the Sun Tarotscopes on the Realm Tarot on Instagram. Yeah, and I'm pretty easy to reach on the Realm Tarot if you have a message that you, or a question that you want to ask me. But otherwise, um, yeah, I'm, I'm at Modern Mystic and I love being with them. We love having you. And I love your Tarot by the Sun. Um, you read me every <laughs> every single month. Um, read like backwards and forwards for my sun and rising. So thank you so much for that. Make sure to check her out at the Realm Tarot on Instagram, um, especially for those tarot scopes. Um, and then also uh, get a reading from Jen. Um, when you were saying earlier that you've had a thousand readings, I was like, wow, I think I'm uh, a small percentage of those readings, <laughs> um, those numbers. So, and you're one of my trusted people that I go to for readings. So, so. it is always an honor to sit with you. It is always an honor. Um, whether you're reading for me, I'm reading for you, or we're just learning together. So thank you for being here. Make sure to check Jen out, check Gigi out if you need a little bit of movement and dance in your life. Um, we will be back in two weeks. Um, so not next Sunday, but the following with another class from Brandon. Um, he's going to be here on reg here on the program regularly, um, talking to us about all things magic, ritual, all that good stuff that we love here at Modern Mystic. So thank you all for being here. Make sure to join us in two weeks for another class and take care of yourself. This is a crazy time. There's so much going on, so many shifts in energy. We just went through Lionsgate portal. So use today to take care of yourself and touch into your magic. Um, all right, everyone. Have a good one. We'll see you later. Bye, y'all. Bye. This episode was produced by Kirsten Hedges and produced and edited by Georgie Harris. For more information, visit us at modernmysticshop.com and click on Sunday School.